Well, good evening, everybody. It's Chris here from the Whistle Stop Cafe in Mir, Alberta. Uh, I was just doing a little bit of light reading. I wasn't actually. I just flipped it open. It was a prop. But uh, I was reading this a while back. And what I found interesting about this National Geographic uh, issue on Jesus and the origins of Christianity is the secular view of religion as it applies to kind of a, a historical context. It, it's really interesting. Um, some of the stuff I find is kind of condescending, condescending and almost uh, makes light of people's faith. However, there's a lot of factual stuff in there, and it's pretty neat to, to see that perspective. Anyhow, uh, tonight is another episode of the Chris and Carrie Show. As you can see, I'm wearing the shirt, so it must be true. And tonight we have uh, joining us as a guest, Monique Lagrange. And Monique Lagrange, you may recall, was a uh, trustee for the Red Deer Catholic School Board. And Monique managed to get herself into some hot water when she went against the status quo and spoke out against the indoctrination or the attempted indoctrination of our kids uh, with the uh, SOGI123 and LGBTQ2S agenda. Now, to be very, very clear, what we want to discuss here tonight on the Chris and Carrie show, and Carrie will be here somewhere. I'm sure I can see him. He's wiggling around in his basement. What I, we I want to, to hey, there he is. Yeah. I want to and show up my tell shirt. It's you because we can see you wearing the shirt. So Carrie, and, and I'm wearing, I don't know if they noticed, but I'm wearing the red because I'm red and you're wearing the blue because you're blue. Yes, I'm usually blue. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I, I was just letting people know that, you know, when we talk about these things, there's a lot of folks who immediately jump on the, oh, why are you against this group or why are you uh, opposed to this group? And this has nothing to do with that at all. Uh, both Carrie and I, we have a very diverse group of friends. Um, I don't think either of us ever discount or discriminate against people that have different views than us. We no. don't ask, ask for vax passes, and we don't ask to uh, to see what's in your pants. Is that how you say it? <laughs> I don't know. I well, that's the way right. that's the way you said it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I really wanted to talk to Monique, too, because um, I've actually been out to a few of the, um, well, we'll call them the, how do we want to do that? How do, how do we want to call those? They're, they're the rallies against Soji. I guess that's kind of the way I it is. I think they're, they're more so rallies for uh, parents' rights to protect their children. Yes, that is that is exactly what it is. And uh, so I've been to a, a few of them. I've uh, reported back on a few of them as well. And it, it's it's a difficult uh, conversation to have with, with, well, honestly, it's difficult to have it with both sides. Um, it, it's almost like they don't want to sit down and talk about it. Although, you know, and again, I hate saying sides, but I'll say our side seems to be a little bit more open to that. The other side is very uh, closed offish. They think that we just hate, um, you know, as a general saying, they just think that we hate gay people or that we hate uh, transsexual people. And that is not at all what the issue is. And, and this seems to have gotten us um, not any closer to uh, an amicable goal at all. And so again, the nice thing about doing the Chris and Carrie show uh, is that we can have these 
often difficult conversations and uh, and actually bring people out that are uh, that uh, you know may have one or two sides uh, and and actually kind of make it uh, a proper conversation and uh, and so that, that's why I, yeah and that's why I'm I'm definitely uh, looking forward to, to to Monique and of course you know uh, total disclosure we're more on her side than we would be on the other side. But if you know anybody that might be maybe in a school board that is pushing Soji and whatever, by all means, get in touch with us. And I would like to have a conversation with them on the show as well. Yeah, no, that'd be good. Yeah. That would be good. You know what, Carrie? There is a very good reason why I hate using the word side too, but why the yeah. other the people with the other perspective on this issue are so it's like they, they just, they want to shout down and not have conversations. Yeah. Um, I would say that conservatives have done a very good job over the last 15, 20 years of um, only speaking about the specific issues and failing to think about the human aspects, right? So yes, that, group that is literally yeah. thinks that conservatives want them dead or want them to not exist. And that's not the case at all. No. Not the case at all. We believe in uh, peacefully coexisting in a free and democratic society. And the way we do that is by respecting each other's uh, uh, rights, and that includes parental rights. So Absolutely. that's what this is about. And uh, I think, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to get into the, uh, oops, did I actually say that stuff again? So I'll let you continue, Carrie. <laughs> well, let's let's bring Monique on and uh, welcome her to the show. Hello, Monique. Hello, Hello Monique. How hey. are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm uh, doing fine, thank you. You, you probably heard us do the little preamble of what, what, uh, what we're talking about ramble. tonight. Yeah. yeah. Did you want to maybe, uh, you know, give a little bit of uh, your background, how you got involved with the school board and uh, and that, and then maybe maybe we'll just go from there. But before that, oh. uh, there's something I really have to say. It's the first yes. time I've said it this year. Merry Christmas. Ah. <laughs> I think we've already done Probably it feels like we've done three shows already in December, but I, maybe it's only been two. I don't know. And it's only going to get busier. Anyway, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, no, it, it is a Merry Christmas for sure. Um, yeah. So how, why did I get involved in uh, the school board? Um, well, so my background is I have a bachelor of education. So I taught for 10 years um, and I have three kids. And so my kids are, still in the school system. And um, I decided to get involved when I saw what was happening with COVID. Um, mm -hmm. All of a sudden people are locked out of the schools. There's no interaction with teachers anymore. Um, we're doing online stuff and it was just didn't sit right. And uh, when they decided to put vaccine stations into the, into the schools, I got concerned and like, this is crazy. So Anyways, it was municipal election time and I put my name in um, for trustee and I won. So wow. I was, became part of it. Yeah. So how many people, how many people typically vote in those? So there's like maybe 3000. It wasn't a lot. It's not a high number. So. And are you just a section of Red Deer or like, I'm not sure how that works for you. Yeah. Yeah, okay. so Red Deer Catholic is split into three wards. And so there's um, the Red Deer Ward, and then you've got the Highway 2 because Red Deer Catholic is Innisfail, 
um, south, and then we have Rocky and Sylvan Lake as well. So, okay. yeah. So, um, yeah, I was just for City of Red Deer. Okay. And so, like you said, very recently, uh, it's not like you're a, a tenure veteran uh, of this. And, you know, we've, we've already talked on various other shows saying that, you know, term limits are something I would be interested in. And uh, obviously if you're, you're the newbie, then uh, that, that's, that's fantastic. We, we say all the time, people should get involved and here you get involved and then you get your hand slapped. Yeah. 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 So I, I mean, I was only, it's a four year term that you're yeah. supposed to serve and um, I was only allowed to serve a two-year portion of that. So, wow. Yeah. Now, when you say you were only allowed to serve that portion, how how did that work? Actually, you know what? Let's back up a little bit. What? Why exactly did you end up uh, the subject of this this criticism from the school board? Can you just kind of take take us back to the the beginning, like what when you were still kind of comfortable in your position to when things got all of a sudden. A little less comfortable. Yeah, um, you know, even from the very beginning, my the first meeting that I ever went to, it was on vaccine mandates. So, are they going to, you know, mandate the vaccine? Are they not? And yeah. I, I stood against that because I, I believe there should be choice, and um, it was not well received. And uh, do you it, remember? Do you remember what month that was? Because essentially, I guess the rollout was October in 2021. And I just want to get a timeline whether or not that was like a month before. Was it literally days before? So I, I, the election was, I believe, October 18th. Okay. And yeah, and it was the, the meeting was the last Tuesday in October. Okay. So it was like two weeks after I was voted in. That's yeah. when the, they had the meeting about mandates. Wow. Oh boy. Yeah. And so they actually did not mandate the vaccine shot. They did mandate testing. Okay. Yeah. Was that was that a fairly uh, consistent vote for that portion, or was it was it split? Um, Do you remember? Gosh, I don't even remember. It was. I I don't even remember what the vote was for that. Okay. Okay. Uh, not important. I was curious. Yeah. 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 And then, so then what happened after that? Oh, um, yeah. So that's how we started out. Um, yeah. And so it just, it was always kind of a hard place to be. But, you know, I, I knew why I was there. Mm -hmm. um, right? I'm, I was there for my kids. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I'm a believer. So I also believe that, you know, God had a hand in this and that I was there for a reason. Yeah. I had a purpose, right? Mm -hmm. And so... Um, from there, it just, issues were coming up. So there was education issues. The curriculum was an issue because um, it was had just been installed in the education system, basically the new curriculum. So that was an issue. Um, there was cultural issues going on. So we, um, you know, just how is a school going to deal with all of the, the LGBTQ um, new things that are happening? So like, Transgender issues, um, yeah. um, the GSAs, Gay Straight Alliances. How how is the school dealing with that? Okay. And then on top of that, the resources um, and what is being brought into the school. Who's bringing it in? Uh, and and those were kind of topics at hand. So um, I would you know 
I was, I had learned a lot about it. So about um, the LGBTQ and what they were doing and, and just trying to enlighten others about what was going on um, mm -hmm. and just kind of walking them outside of the Red Deer Catholic bubble. So, and I call it the bubble. It's like, because it's, you know, if you only know what's going on in your own school division, you know, it's, it's not going to help people if you have, you know, a, a huge issue coming at you like yeah. the LGBTQ and, yeah. or SOGI one, two, three. So yeah. and it's, it got really extreme, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, from it's, there, it's, I, it's, I, it's interesting that you say the bubble and I just wanted to interject because I think we're all in our own particular bubble. We're all just busy. We're all dealing with uh, whatever we are in our own particular lives. And I know there's like a, a corporate bubble if you're dealing with, uh, if you're working, say, downtown, uh, downtown Calgary, I know there seems to be a kind of a corporate bubble there. If you're into sports, you're dealing with that bubble. Uh, and, and obviously, if you're in school, you're into that bubble too. And it's very often that the bubbles actually don't mesh. They, they, they almost run into each other and, the, and you got to change hats when you go into each, each one. So I think that's, that sets us up a little bit more for your, uh, uh, for what you ended up doing. Right. So, right. yeah. Yeah. Right. So yeah, from there. So uh, I guess it was late August, um, early September, I saw a meme and I shared the meme on my story. And so the, yeah. the meme was brainwashing is brainwashing. It showed the uh, Nazi children holding Nazi flags and then um, children of today holding the LGBTQ flag. And, yeah. you know, I just thought, I'm like, wow, if that doesn't say it all. And I was just like, that is exactly what's going on here. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, is that the first time you got in trouble? Um uh no <laughs> <laughs> that's okay <laughs> at the first yeah. time you were in facebook jail yeah i know right. that's uh... yeah and so like for posting yes um yeah like the only nobody wants to talk about nazi germany or what happened because they're trying to erase it right because they yeah. don't want you to remember it and so yeah. they make sure that if you say nazi anything you're done and it doesn't matter how you refer to it, why you refer to it, you're just done. And so well, unless you're unless you're referring to Trump and then it's okay. Right. Right. You've seen that. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And so because I had used, you know, I'm like, wow, like what we're what we're seeing today with the passports, the vaccine passports, and like that is mm -hmm. yeah. that yeah. is very similar to Nazi Germany. And I got in big trouble for that too. So so the issue. Let me get this straight. The the school board had an issue with you. It wasn't the compare. Was it the comparison between the two, or was it that you were talking about not? Was it a that you were talking about Nazi Germany? Did they think you were like? I don't know. I don't. I'm not. I'm not quite getting it. Was yeah. the claim that you were minimizing what happened in Nazi Germany, or so? Um... When I referred to Nazi Germany the first time, that was the very first meeting that I was at, right? And so there's, what, two years in between my mentions. And so then, of course, they see Nazi Germany again, and they what they interpreted the meme to be, which is incorrect, if you look at it, it does not say that, that I wanted to put trans children into the gas chambers. Oh, good and grief. 
that's where that's what they thought I was saying. And that's I was a stretch. I was absolutely horrified because I love all people. I don't care what kind of lifestyle you have. You're human. You're a person. And, you know, you deserve to have rights, have a life like whatever. Um, When it comes to the meme, it was about children and their vulnerability and um, ideologies and indoctrination um, and them having the cognitive cognitive abilities to understand what the message was. And children don't. There's no way they could have the the knowledge of, oh, should I, you know, choose this or this? And um, and that's that's what the meme was about. Mm -hmm. That's, so, are you aware with what happened to the Lacombe Pinoca uh, MLA Jennifer Johnson? Yes, I am. It's very similar to what yes. happened with you. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I mean, a huge um, exaggeration of a story that wasn't even there. So, yeah, definitely. So, um, in, in Jennifer's case, uh, it seems like even folks from like, that are on our side, like in our perspective, they legitimized the attacks from the woke left mob by basically like con- condemning her and issuing apologies on behalf of her for something she didn't even say. Did you kind of experience the same thing? I, so I did not apologize because I, I knew that if I apologized, that means that I would be saying that I was wrong and then I would be giving into their belief system that they had going with the meme. And mm-hmm. I did not mean that is not what the meme meant at all. So, you know, and it's it's like bowing to this this woke, this wokeness that's going on. Oh, and I not do that. So I didn't apologize. My lawyer did not apologize for me. Nobody stood up and, you know, tried to apologize for me. Thank goodness. So, yeah. Huh. So what was the, what was the intention? What was the thought behind that image? Like when you saw it, what what went through your head? Uh, Yeah. Um, You know, I saw it as just thought provoking that, you know, people that might not understand what's going on, it would be, because everybody under well, hopefully everybody understands what happened in Nazi Germany and understood what kind of um, tyrannical leadership they were under, and so it it just kind of spoke to me that way. And you know, I was I looked at it. I'm like, oh, that's really that is really interesting how they've how they paired that, and it's so true. And um, I just because I'm a believer. And the media always mocks anything about, you know, Christianity. I just, but I, I'm a truth teller too. Like, I'm going to tell you the truth. This is what I thought. And so I just, I always, um, you know, the Holy Spirit is counselor to me. And so I asked Holy Spirit, you know, what do you think of this? Like, should I, shouldn't I? And he just said, go for it. And so I did. I'm like, I trust Holy Spirit. And I just went, went with it. So, and I just, you know, I posted it. It was my personal page. Um, I I don't even put on my page that I was a school board trustee. There was nothing about being a school trustee. There was no capacity did I represent them on that page. So that was personal. It was under my name. Yeah. Yeah. We watched a, a video, a global news video of that uh, 
they were reporting on that. Yeah. And I, I, it, it seemed to me like the reporter was using a very condescending tone when they were speaking about you being guided by the Holy Spirit. Can you elaborate on that? I mean, you're a, a trustee on the Catholic School Board Division. And I'm assuming that the Holy Spirit is a major part and influence in Catholics' lives. So um, how, how does, can you elaborate on that a little bit? And, and maybe explain if, if the Holy Spirit is guiding you to, to go that path, um, what's going on with other Catholics? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, and that's like, that's the question, right? Well, people are, why, why don't they get it? Why don't they understand what you're understanding? And, and so you have to go back to the word, okay, so what does Catholic mean? What does Christian mean? Is it all equal? So because mm-hmm. I'm a Christian and you're a Christian, does that mean we, we know the same things? We, you know, hear the same things? We believe the same things? Not necessarily. If, if I'm a Catholic and you're a Catholic, does that mean we have the same understanding? No, there's degrees of understanding, degrees of knowing, degrees of wisdom. And so... Um, again, like trying to compare me to, to one of them as in, well, how they believe it's, but it's all about the journey, right? My journey hasn't been the same as theirs. Theirs hasn't been the same as mine. Um, Some people believe that God doesn't talk to them. Right. And a lot of some Catholics, I shouldn't say a lot, but some Catholics believe that, that God does not talk to you. So Mm -hmm. if do, if you think that you're not going to be you know, out there listening for him and you won't even know how he talks to you. So like, there's, there's a lot of issues there. Um, but even going back to the Catholic beliefs, like just the belief system alone, they should have clued in a little bit more than what they did. So, but again, it's, it's such a like varying on belief systems and, and degrees there. And that's, mm-hmm. I'm glad you pointed that out because uh, the, the, the roots of Catholicism, ca- Catholic means universal. It was supposed to be a universal religion with a, with a, a universal set of, of beliefs and kind of a core, core theology that could uh, accept all people. Because at one time, um, you, if you were from one part of the world and not the other, you were not allowed to be in a certain religion or a religious group. And Catholicism wanted to change that, as, at least from my very limited understanding. So mm-hmm. that might actually explain why the Catholic Church um, and and the Vatican have been so progressive in moving away from uh, the Word of God and more towards a secular view in which all perspectives are accepted. Now, that that seems like that would include people like you who are guided by the Holy Spirit in your in your faith and in your principles, and you choose to voice your opinion over a certain issue. But that doesn't seem to be the case. This universal acceptance of people and different perspectives does not seem to be like that. It seems to be pointed more towards the, the, the woke mob, from what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if... First of all, like the Pope is human. And so to to treat him like he is some, you know, God or above the rest of us is not like that's that's the first strange thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just a man and men can be bought. So, you know, like where is Catholicism right now? Well, uh, you know, like 
I guess let's look at the Pope. Well, where is he? And so mm-hmm. he's the one that's kind of dragging Catholicism the, to the degree that they're going on the woke side. Yeah. I mean, he is woke. The Pope is yeah. woke. Yeah. And so yeah. Catholics will turn to him instead of Jesus, right? They'll yeah. turn to the Pope for answers instead of Jesus. Yeah. And that's part of the problem. And they'll just keep doing what the Pope says because they look at him kind of like a Jesus, kind of a, like he's got some godly powers. But yeah. I mean, he's just a man. Yeah. And yeah. I see that. And this is the degree of believing, right? When I talk yeah. about my beliefs, it's all in the word. It's all based in the Bible. And so if it's not in the Bible, if you can't find it in there, then, you know, you might be off a little bit. Yeah. And, and you know, we always say God works in mysterious ways. And, you know, you went through what you did and you said, you know, should I post this or should I not? You said, yes, you did. If that If that never happened, you wouldn't be having this conversation. Right. Right. So whether or not that is good for you or good for the mankind, womankind, people kind. Right, Chris. Um, that is the important thing, too, is that, you know, there's always going to be somebody that kind of gets uh, sacrificed for the, the greater good. And we don't know when that is going to happen and whether or not it's going to happen to ourselves, if it's going to happen to friends, neighbors, relatives. And and so that's the way that I would interpret what happened to you is that. And the same thing with uh, with, with Jennifer uh, Johnson from uh, Lacombe and the fact that she stood up for what she believed in. And and there's actually been a couple of comments out there saying it's good that people uh, stand up to believe in. Hold that thought because I've got another comment about that. But I think it's just important that people do need to realize that um, y- you you basically go with what you would you believe in which which you're going to go with and then you, you you let let god have its have his way and and you go down the path that sh- that that has been chosen for you and mm-hmm. like i said with what's happened with you this is obviously what uh, he chose for you so there's, that's the yeah. way I'm, I'm very much a fatalist when it comes to that so there's a lot of uh issues that we deal with today and i find myself you know, I, I don't know which side of the issue I, sh- I should be on. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, I always go back to uh, biblically. There's there's two commands that are that are above all else, and that's love your yeah. God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and love your neighbor as you love yourself. Right. Yeah. And yeah. and really, everything else around that is is kind of fluff because if you observe those two things, uh, you you really aren't going to do anything wrong or harm anybody. So here here's a here's a question for you. Um, with, with what you see going on in ki- with kids in school right now, when, when I was a kid, a transvestite, not a transgender or transsexual or whatever, but a transvestite, we only saw them on MASH trying to get ejected from the army by dressing like a woman. That was our, yeah, Clinger. That was our exposure to that uh, lifestyle. Um, now, I have, you know, kids that I know, they tell me half their class are trans now i don't believe that half the class is actually trans i believe that there's a lot of kids that are struggling with gender identity and could you do you have any idea why maybe kids could possibly be struggling with things like gender identity now when we didn't even know there was such a thing as gender identity 40 years ago 
Yeah. Um, and just disclaimer, I am not a, psych a psychologist. I do yeah. not have a medical degree. This is just purely um, from doing my research, from uh, working with children and like my own children um, and just understanding, you know, a little bit of how that works. Yeah. And so, yeah, like um, I have a friend who uh, has done a lot of research. She has had um, some issues in her family with this. And so she said that, and I don't know where she got this, but she said one in 4,000 um, children are can be uh, trans. And it's okay. usually the males that are trans. Yeah. So if you look at what's happening in our schools, 30% are actually um, saying they're trans now in schools. And so it's more of a, I don't fit in and I'm not sure where to go. And this is trendy, right? Yeah. This is what's going to work today. Instead of, instead of coloring my hair pink, I'm going to wear a dress. Yeah. Right, right. And so, you know, a lot of times you, you'll see the kids doing that for a couple of years and then all of a sudden they're like back to their regular, right? And it's kind of that just trying things out, um, seeing how things feel. And today's society, we have everything based on feelings, right? It's yeah. not necessarily what's real, right? I feel safe. Okay, well, that's great. Do you feel safe or are you safe? So, you know, and it's mm -hmm. this is how we've been training our kids. Um, and so, yeah, the whole trans thing, how like it just it started. I don't know. I don't exactly even know, like a few years ago and then has really, you know, hit a high point. Um, but if you look at the 80s, like what was the issues in the 80s? Well, it was anorexia, bulimia. There Sorry. was so much anorexia and bulimia. And why? Because girls were, you know, it was messing with their identities and their destinies again. And yeah. so that's what's happening right now. So many of the girls that would have been in that anorexic section, you know, whatever, mm -hmm. if they were in today, that's what, that's where they would be running is that trans line. Right. And so, yeah. um, yeah. And so, yes, there is, you can actually be trans, um, but it's very few and far between from what I understand. And again, that's just hearing the statistics from somebody else who's done the research. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know, like what's, what's going to be out in 20 years. I don't know. So, mm -hmm. so you're, you're a parent. Yeah. How, how many kids have you got? If you don't mind me asking. Three. I have three kids. Okay. And you were an educator. Yeah. So as a parent and an educator, and I'll remind you folks that uh, the state or the province, that's whatever you want to say, has actually moved a lot of rights that belong to parents over to educators because educators mm -hmm. spend so much time with their children. And That's if you don't right. believe me, you, uh, you know, a, a great resource for this, uh, look up the irreplaceable parent. There's a lady who does uh, classes on how the state has uh, basically taking our, taken our parental sovereignty away without us even knowing it to the point where a teacher can actually act in place of a parent if they just feel that it's necessary. So not only are you a parent, Monique, but you're also an educator who the state uh, has put trust, uh, the trust of a parent over the children that you're you're educating. 
when you see this Soji one, two, three, and this uh, agenda and kids, you know, waving pride flags and not really knowing what the heck they're doing, how does that, does that raise any red flags for you? Like, do you, do you see this as being helpful to the kids in school trying to learn or is this uh, a detrimental detrimental? Yeah, it's definitely detrimental. Like it's, um, it, it's messing with the kids on, I mean, it's hard enough to be a child and growing up, going through, becoming a teenager and, you know, getting through those years. It's difficult enough with social media, all, you know, access to all these things, drugs, the drug problem that goes on, um, the availability of it all. And so, you know, just adding one more thing, uh, you know, to the kids, but yeah, like I detrimental, it is extremely detrimental to, um, their identity and who they are. And so, you know, this again is, and so I'm a Christian. So, you know, I believe that in, in the spirituality of things as well. So with good, there's also bad. Um, and so, you know, I think that, that basically it's like getting people off of God's plans. That's what is happening here. How can we, you know, get this whole generation off of God's plans. And then even, you know, going back to, well, okay, what is the LGBTQ agenda? What do, what do I mean when I say that? And so we're looking at it as a Marxist view. That's what's trying to, to overtake here is this Marxist system. And yeah. so how do you get to kids? Because that's the generation you want. They want this generation. They want to change it because that's how you change society. That's how you change culture. And so, well, Let's start dividing kids from their parents. And that's huge. And that's what's happening in the schools, knowingly and unknowingly. Mm -hmm. um, and so sounds that's like, where I think the focus is. Sounds like Soviet Russia ache in the in the Stalin era or Nazi Germany. Oh, am I allowed oh, to say, don't Nazi say that? I don't, I don't I am. I, sorry. Yeah. I was not sorry. So uh, with what you just said, um, how do legitimately trans or gay kids fit into that. I mean, we, we have the same God who loves us all regardless. Um, you know, how do the, how do those kids fit in? Yeah. And I mean, well, it's like, how does any kid fit in? So mm -hmm. your, your sexuality should not be front and center in a school, right? That should be about learning. It should be reading, writing, arithmetic, that kind of a thing. But that, you know, if your, your child is, on that road, then that's between you and your child and God, basically. And so there are, I mean, there, there are um, supports outside of the school system that, that you can access. Um, and, you know, just because there's one trans child doesn't mean that, you know, everybody should bow to that, you know, that ideal, that yeah. ideal ideology, right? Yeah. And so it's just like, you know, if I'm a Christian, not everybody is going to be a Christian. So yeah. not everybody is going to bow to what I think is right. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's the same kind of thing. So, yeah, it's finding those supports outside of the school and talking mm -hmm. to kids, like talk to your kids, find out what's actually going on. And like, that's huge. And so parents are so busy, right? Right. I mean, we're running, we're working, we're 
after, you know, after school stuff going on. And I mean, even school stuff going on, like we're yeah. just busy, tired, exhausted. We've just gone through COVID and all the garbage. And yeah. so, you know, unfortunately the, the left, um, they're taking advantage of that. So where well, and then, we'll come yeah. in and yeah. do some more damage. So we're going to take right. your kids now, basically. Yeah. And I was going to say, well, thankfully, the federal government has come out and said, you know what, for $10 a day, we will take care of your kids so that you can go and do work and you can do whatever. We'll oh, take care of your kids. We'll take care of your kids for $10. That sounds like a deal. Why isn't everybody doing that? Yeah. yeah, sorry, sorry, parents, that you can't do it because you both have to work 60 hours a week to make ends meet because you pay 75% yeah. tax. But don't worry, we'll use some of that to raise your kids in yeah. the way that we see fit. Yeah. My goodness. Yeah. So I, I read another uh, thing thing you wrote, in one, or maybe it was something you said in a, in a quote, but you mentioned how politics is hijacking this movement and using it uh, basically as a political weapon. Yeah. And our children are the ones that are suffering. Do you want to maybe elaborate on what, what you meant by that? Yeah. Um, so, you know, the, the original LGBTQ agenda was not, it was not what it is today. It was mm -hmm. about having rights. And, you know, that's where it stopped. And so, yeah. you know, just they had rights. They are, you know, no different. They're equal to us, to anybody else who is not LGBTQ. Mm -hmm. um, and so what politics has done, and I don't know if it's necessarily politics, um, the UN has had a hand in this, Planned Parenthood has had a hand in this, but it's from the elite, possibly, because this is another way to uh, population control as well, right? Because if you're sterilizing all the kids, you mm -hmm. sterilize them through the hormone therapy, sterilize them through uh, surgeries, right? Um, getting rid of their reproductive systems right, then you're, you are controlling the population as well. And so there is an agenda attached to this. And so it looked like another way that they could, you know, control things. And so they used it. Yeah. I actually yeah. didn't mean to pop that one on the screen, but uh, since it's up there, I might as well at least uh, bring it yeah. up. There's a lot of comments coming up here and we'll, we'll get to them. Obviously didn't mean to cut you off there. Uh, AHS has also infiltrated the schools. Heather Cobb, who is obviously part of AHS, gives presentations all over Alberta as the title of sexual health promotional specialist. Her content is nothing short of porn. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That, I mean, that was, I just, and I've had, we've had conversations with that as a board. Yeah. Um, like how far do you let AHS in? Yeah. So, and I mean, even looking at uh, the UCP, right? Danielle Smith says that the parent is the primary uh, caregiver, primary yeah. educator, right? And even that's what the um, Minister of Education's um, letter was as well, that parents are the primary educators. Well, what does that mean? That means that you should know exactly what your child is learning and have influence on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, to have, yeah. so to be outsourcing to HS, and I mean, well, I mean, HS anyways is a bit sketch, right? So oh, I, yeah, I, we, we talk about that all the time. <laughs> I wouldn't trust them with anything. So um, yeah, like that is the last, those are the last people I want, you know, talking to my children. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so some of the comments here. Um, um, I mean, just what what everybody talks about. In my opinion, kids are not confident. Uh, are, are, who are not confident are like cattle. They are sadly following the media. Kids' jobs are to be students, not worrying about their gender. And that I think that end part, kids kids should be students. Students should be kids, and that's it. And uh, reading, writing, you can replace all that. kids with just people. And it's just people yeah. in general. Yeah, yeah you're right. Okay. Yeah, we're yeah. A, we're kind of a we're kind of a bit of a herd animal, and we tend yeah. to go with the herd. And yeah. oftentimes, when we we know the herd's going over a cliff, and we we stand up and say something, the rest of the herd tries to trample us yeah. because yeah. they're just going their their way, right? And this yeah. is kind yeah. of one of those yeah. cases. Yeah. So and this this is one other thing I wanted to bring up too, because this is a conversation I've had with other people as well. Children thinks flags are cool, especially to wave them. Do they really think kids actually even know what they're waving? That they just want to wave stuff. Well, so there's the the colors of the rainbow, and now they've got the black and the the pink and the blue and all that. You know what would have been better for them to do instead of a flag? A balloon. A balloon. All kids love balloons. Yeah. So maybe that's what we need to do. Is we need to have a balloon that basically symbolizes something else that basically says, okay, enough of this. We, we Trump flags with balloons. And I, I, I sorry, I said Trump. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. With all Def of this, with all, with all of this uh, murkiness around this and the weaponization of these issues, what do you think that's doing to kids that have, you know, they're legitimately different than other kids when it comes to their sexual identity or their gender. How's that affecting them? Yeah. Well, I think it's, you know, it's, it's like when you talk about identity, it's, you know, your identity is so personal. It's not. So like I was a teacher. Well, is that my identity? No, that's not my identity. That's my job. So my identity, I is in my beliefs. It's in my, my mm -hmm. ideology of, you know, what life is. So my identity is, is built in, in God. Right. Um, and so we're kind of taking kids away from that. Um, mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden we have this outside, this external thing that they're basing their, their self-worth on. And, you know, I think it's really messing with them. Um, you know, it's just like, I, I go back to the eighties their identity was built on their bodies. What does their body look like? And it's kind of the same thing. And it's it still is the same thing. This is about bodies again. This is yeah. about the external and not about, you know, who they are, like what's in their heart, what's internal. Um, you know, how did God make them? What are the, the gifts that God put in them? Uh, and so it, it absolutely goes away from that, that mm -hmm. internal, that spiritual thing. How do we fix that? That's a good question. It's okay uh, if you don't have the answer. We don't expect everyone to have the answer. Because again, it's it's very particular to your own belief, your own right. family. And again, we, we really try and stress that it, this should be about your, about each, each own belief and the way that they want to conduct their life, which brings me to the other point that I was going to bring up uh, conversations that I have had with people on the other side. And again, we hate saying that, but the people that uh, we'll, we'll call them the, the, the rainbow flag waivers were um, 
this whole thing is really about inclusivity, right? And they they want to have that nice touchy feely that everyone should be included and not alienated. And they're also bringing up, I'm going to say a small percentage, and and maybe that I'm just over generalizing uh, generalizing it, but I would think a small percentage of if somebody identified themselves as being gay in uh, uh, in junior high or high school, as an example, and they went home and they told their parents, or maybe they were too afraid to tell their parents, and then they were outed. The, 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 what I've been told is that the whole idea behind being inclusive is, or, or yeah, being inclusive is to get uh, the, the, the stress to get the uh, people that are too afraid to, to be out there and having parents who may end up hitting them or hating them based upon that. Right. And that's, that's to me is the argument that they'll say, no matter what, even if it's down to what 0.01% of the population, that's what they're going to say is that we should always conform to that. Very similar to what COVID did with that small of a population, everyone had to conform to that. Right. And, and obviously they're not, they're not similar, but I, I do think that the conversation that we need to have with our public school boards uh, and, and any school board or any municipality anyways, for sure, is that we, we want to be able to have um, an inclusive portion uh, and, and in, in a school, in a, a work environment, but it doesn't have to be jammed down our throat because that's the thing that I think most parents are upset about there, uh, I used to go into uh, my daughter's schools all the time. I was I was the token dad, if you can imagine that, right? Uh, I was working from home, still am, but working from home and uh, versus most dads that weren't able to go into the schools. So I would go in and I would actually see what was going on in the classrooms. Now, it's almost like you can't even go into the classroom. You certainly can't go into the classroom on a regular day to see what's hanging up on the on the uh, on the, the bulletin boards and all that, if you go in on a parent teacher day, I don't really know if they decorate specifically for that. Maybe you'll have a better idea. Uh, you know, do they take stuff down? Do they put stuff up? Do they put more stuff up? Uh, maybe they want to show all the kids' uh, works versus during a normal school day. It might only be one or two, or maybe not. I don't know. But uh, anyways, I'm rambling, and that's typically what I end up doing. <laughs> I have a suggestion. I, I yeah. asked how do we fix this, and I do have a suggestion. Yeah. Yes. We start showing up. Yeah. Oh, These absolutely. Things all happen to us because we stop showing up, yeah. uh, including for yeah. our kids. I am the number one biggest failure in that regard because I worked mm -hmm. all patch. I was away all the time. I never yeah. showed up for my kids. I'm trying to now. Yeah. We got to start showing up for our kids and we have to start building strong families again yeah. because parents should be the primary educators yeah. of our children yeah. and we should bring them up in the way that we see fit. Now, yeah. the other part of this that we have to remember is that as conservatives who believe in uh, freedom and rights, we also have to understand that other parents are free to raise their children as they see fit. And it yes, may be contrary true. to what our views are, but it's none of our damn business. Yeah. Right. So 
And we need to get back to a place where number one, we're taking responsibility and being accountable for our own families. Yeah. And that means going to school board meetings, going to PTA meetings, being there for your kids and having conversations with them. It also yeah. means respecting people who have different views. Okay. And if we did these things, you know, we, we, we wouldn't, we wouldn't have to have all of this very controversial state run. I don't even know what to call it. Propaganda campaign mm -hmm. uh, at the expense of the kids. Cause that's yeah. who's really paying the price here. It's the kids. Yeah. 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 Wade says, show up, roll up your sleeves and get involved in your children's classroom. See how yeah, diverse and like complex the classroom is anymore. What's yeah. that? The roll up your sleeve thing thing. It just, it's lost, lost me. Last we, well, we can roll up our sleeves. <laughs> Remember that campaign? Roll up your sleeve, save a life. Yeah. Oh, oh, that. Oh, yes, that's right too. That is true. Okay, that's yeah. that's changed things. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think you're right with like the whole family thing because the family unit has been targeted so badly over the last fifty years, I would say, and uh, you know the family has just kind of fallen apart. And yeah. even the roles of the family, like used to know what the dad used to be, the protector and, you know, the provider. And, but now it's, it's not just cut and dry like that anymore. So people don't know the roles anymore either. Yeah. Um, I'm not well, even the idea of roles in a yeah. family is, is condemned. Yes. Well, that's the other thing. The way family was is condemned, right? You don't, the mother doesn't stay at home because that's, you know, that's damning to women, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but, but again, and this this should be choice, right? Um, and the thing with choice is the respecting opinions. Everybody can have an opinion. You don't have to agree with what they're saying, but you don't have to come at them and disqualify them. Yeah. So. Yeah. What would you say to other people who maybe have the same concerns as you do but are, are scared to stand up and be counted as someone who has a has an issue with what things are what, the way things are going what would you say to them i'm like well you, you need to get in there you can't be scared there's nothing well there's nothing to be scared about um if you're scared it's because you're not active enough in the system um you just you know you need to be involved go get involved and uh It'll take all the fear away because then you'll see what's going on. You'll know what's going on. Um, what happened to me? Well, so, you know, if you look at, well, who can run for a trustee? Anybody can run for a trustee. Um, if you have a full-time job, part-time job, no job, whatever, you can run and be a trustee. Um, my problem was I didn't bring any friends with me. So I didn't bring any like-minded people along with me. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, when we're voting on anything, of course, you don't have like-minded people with you. You're not going to have the numbers it takes. So you need to think in numbers. So don't yeah. be scared to run for a trustee position. Just bring your friends and yeah. make sure your friends are running too. Yeah. So if you if you want to make some change, you get yeah. a bunch of people together, yeah. you show up, and you be the change that you want to see in the world by taking over boards. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You don't have to start with trustees. Like, go get on the parent council board at school. Yeah. Go yeah. take your friends. You can influence there. There's yeah. usually a trustee that appears there. So mm -hmm. go and influence those um, those teachers, that principal. You can do yeah. that. 
Oh. We have a comment from Wade. Wade has colorful comments a lot. He mm. says you deserve what you got. It was hurtful and hateful. What would you say to Wade? Well, Wade just doesn't even understand the meme to start with because there was nothing hurtful about it. It was not about the community. I I have um, friends, family that belong to the LGBTQ. Um, I have met so many LGBTQ people along this journey, and they're they're amazing people. They have so many gifts and talents. Um, this was not about the community, the people. It is about the agenda. That's what it's about. And the agenda does not come from the LGBTQ. And so that's the part that people like yeah. Wade don't completely understand. Yeah. They did not come up with that agenda. That agenda yeah. is from the elite. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cora actually says, I don't want teachers teaching anything about English, math, social, and science. So I totally agree with that. And this is the way that it's actually being played in the schools because we've witnessed it. We, we know of people who have come forward and said that this way, I'm going to be teaching English today, and this is this is what we're going to be learning. Oh, and by the way, there's this certain twist to things that are not in your not in your book, not in your worksheets, but I'm going to talk about it anyways, and it just happens to be about some LGBTQ story. And then let's get back to the English project. So when when the kids go back to back home and they're showing their books to their parents. It doesn't, you don't see any of that right. because it's actually happened off topic, off, off the book. Yeah. That is, that is a, definitely a thing. That is a thing. That's, Absolutely. that's how Soji works. Soji yeah. one, two, three, that's how it works. It's, it's infiltrates all the subjects, but it's just a resource. You're not going to find it in the curriculum because it's that's only right. a resource. And it's, it's exactly like what you said, you know, they do a math problem that involves talking about the LGBTQ, right? Yeah. And so that's how your indoctrination is happening. Yeah. And I mean, it even goes further than that. Um, James Lindsay, Lindsay touched on this, um, just the way that teachers are taught to question students, to bring the division within the class to say, hey, how come, you know, how come I don't have enough money to do what this group is doing? And to start questioning that and, yeah. you know, even going further to, well, the government needs to support me and give me money. I don't need to work. That sort of thing. Just mm -hmm. really feeding into that elite agenda going on. Mm -hmm. That comment about wanting teachers to teach just math, uh, English, and that kind of thing. Yeah. That comes with another, there's another part of that. If that's what you want teachers teaching, then you better be willing to teach kids the other things. Because if you're not doing it, that somebody true. else will. Yeah, and that's right. a really, really important point here. We cannot yeah. demand more sovereignty over our own uh, parental rights without accepting the responsibilities that come with it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Wait, see, I don't. I, I'm not sure what's what's up with with Wade here, and I, I I run into this a lot. So, Monique, you've you've explained yourself. You explained yourself very well. I understand what you're saying that this has nothing to do with the LGBT community. It has everything to do with an agenda to indoctrinate children with one thing or another. And this has happened mm -hmm. thousands of times across history. This is not a new thing. It happens all the time. And you simply pointed out that it has happened and it's something that people recognize, obviously, because that was a big deal. Mm -hmm. But it's just, it's not, it's not resonating. It's not... Clicking, it's, you know, people just come back and they say, oh, well, that's not what you meant. That's not what you meant. I believe that you meant this and therefore you did. 
So I'm, I'm not quite sure how to deal with that, except uh, uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's exactly how the board looked at it. They did not accept my explanation because apparently their opinion was superior to what I meant or mm -hmm. what I, you know, what the meme was. Um, and so, you know, and then at, like at the end of the day, sometimes there are just people out there that whether they're paid, whether they're, you know, they're, they're just out to, you know, be that, that force that, you know, says what you're saying is wrong just to be difficult. And I mean, mm -hmm. there are people like that and it doesn't matter what you're talking about, what subject matter it is, they're there. Mm -hmm. I just figured it out. I got it. Uh, apparently he's been in school for 28 years. So he's just, he's, it's not this, just this, he's not learning. Uh, but anyway, he'll get it one day. Yeah. I, I believe it or not, even though I'm kind of sarcastic sometimes, I do appreciate when people with opposing views uh, ask questions experience. respectfully yep. in the comments. Yep. So yep. thank thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Oh, well, James Lindsay, you were at that event, I know, because I had uh, reached out to you to do a, a show with Carrie and I, and you said, I'm at the James Lindsay event, and then I was yeah. thinking, oh, man, I should be there, but I couldn't go. And I was, what did I you was think there. Of that? Do you want to you give a, a quick rundown on what James Lindsay was saying? Because it goes hand in yeah. glove with what we're talking about tonight. Yeah, uh, and I, these are my own words, these because it's been a while since we had that conference um, and I don't want to put words in his mouth or butcher anything too much, but basically it's, it's looking at what's going on right now with the LGBTQ and seeing how Marxism is trying to infiltrate our society and our culture and, you know, looking at, well, what is Marxism? Um, Karl Marx, he's the, the father of communism, right? And so we can see that there is, communism that is trying that is knocking at our door and has already taken a step in and so just the slow trickle of grooming that's gone on and i mean from i don't know like world war ii on probably even before like this mm -hmm. has been going on a long time even the the lgbtq marxist uh takeover there the marxism took over the lgbtq that's been a slow trickle, but it's really, you know, they have played their cards right and they know what they're doing. And, you know, they kind of ambush the rest of us because we're just not in that capacity to think of, I don't know, like war strategics, right? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, that, and so that's what it was basically about how Marxism has crept in to our society, into the West. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's been uh, there's been multiple instances where children have been taught to almost worship the most tyrannical and murderous bastards to ever walk the planet. Stalin was one. Hitler was another. Kids were taught to refer to them as Papa Stalin. Yeah. Like th this was a thing, right? They sang songs about their savior, Stalin, saving yeah. them from the evils of capitalism. Meanwhile, he's murdering millions of people. Same mm -hmm. thing with Hitler. Kids were in, indoctrinated to praise the things that were, I mean, the, some of the worst stains on our history. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and I'm, I'm not, I'm certainly not saying that the, uh, the community is, is part of that at all. But what I'm saying is it is 
possible and and not unreasonable to to think that kids can be made to um, do things that they normally wouldn't do with mm-hmm. that type of with that type of culture. You know, I, mm-hmm. I just I don't know why it's so hard for some people to see. Yeah, yeah. Kids are sponges. Whatever you teach them, they'll drink it up. Yeah, and so yeah. good or bad. Yeah. Well, and we, so, we've had. Uh, We've had, I was just going to say, we've had uh, Tasha Fishman on the show too, and uh, she did is unschooling our kids, and she she talks, ex, you know, exclusively about how she's teaching her own kids and what the pods are that she's dealing with, and 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 all that. And there is options for people out there, right? Mm-hmm. And and of course, everyone says, well, I can't I can't teach my kid at at school or at home. I have work to do and all that. And there are options. And, uh, and one of the big things that she talks about, and Chris and I have talked about it too, is um, how does that government money follow them, right? And because that's another big thing is the fact that if, uh, if what is the school number, Chris? Is it like $8,000 a, a year per child versus $800 that goes uh, if you're doing a, uh, uh, your own homeschooling? I mean, how can you compete with that anyways, right? And, and so that's why I think... A, we kind of get into these 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 back and forths about um, what is the best way, and should we just take our kids out of school? And and I guess if it works for you, then then do that. But like Chris said, you're, then you're you're basically going to teach them everything. And uh, maybe their reading, writing, arithmetic only takes a couple hours out of the day. But then the other days, maybe take them fishing. Maybe te- teach them survival skills. Maybe teach them. Uh, take them on tours of architecture. I'm just kind of making that stuff up because, of course, my kids were in the public school and are still technically in the, I guess it's the private system in university. So, and and university is a completely different thing, let me tell you, and uh, we don't need to get into that. <laughs> so, but, yeah, if that makes any uh, any difference to uh, to anybody, you do have an option. Right. Uh, and, and we all have options. We all have options in how we take care of our kids, how we take care of our uh, parents when they're at that age where they uh, they can't handle them, uh, handle living on their own. So, you know, life is just this big group of circles that we need to kind of figure figure out uh, for each and every one of us. Yeah. Yeah. And Speaking uh, of like, indoctrination. Yes. I just realized why our friend is. You know idolizing Rachel Notley is a very telling a very telling uh, uh, anyway yeah let's continue <laughs> I was just gonna say with with that it's like well I guess you know it Rachel Notley and the NDP strike a chord with certain people and they just think that that is the best way to, to go forward and you know what Maybe for them, again, without being living in their shoes, maybe it is the best choice for them. It's a but, difficult thing to it's a difficult thing to be understanding about because and I maybe they think this about us. I mean, they're accusing yeah, us yeah. of lying and being anti-environmentalism. But yeah, I, yeah. I watch I watch Rachel Notley say things like, if Danielle Smith is elected, she's going to sell the hospitals and you're yeah. going to have to pay to see a doctor. Yeah, well, that was yeah. an obvious lie. There's yeah. so many obvious lies coming from there. It's hard. It's yeah. really hard to be understanding and try and look from that perspective to try and find some common ground. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, do yeah. I do I have to ignore reality to 
to see things from another person's perspective? Well, I'm not willing to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Anywho. Yes. Uh, so there was a question on there about how did you end up getting or losing your position on the board? So uh, a second code of conduct was brought up against me because they said that I violated the first set of sanctions and um, they decided that that was the only, the only route would be to disqualify me. And so they used section 90 of the education act. Hmm. So what is section, what is section 90? Sorry. I, I think I missed it. Yes. I don't, I don't know it word for word, but it's basically, we're going to force you to resign. We're going yes. to, say that you have to resign so that it doesn't come back on us. Right. And if yeah. you don't resign, then we're going to take legal action against you for not resigning. And so it says just the wording is really strange and it's something about disqualifying. Um, you're disqualified because you resigned or I don't know, it's something bizarre. So you're pushed into a corner. Yeah. And so I did not resign. And I told them that I did not resign. This is because of what you chose to do. And so you have chosen to disqualify me. Yeah. So I did not resign. What is, what do they, how do they disqualify you? Like on what grounds, what were you qualified for that you no longer are? So I was elected in by voters of Red Deer. And so basically they didn't like my opinions. I wasn't allowed to have different opinions or different values. I wasn't allowed to represent different people in Red Deer. And so they took what we call democracy. Um, they took that into their own hands and decided that they were going to decide for Red Deer. And they decided that Red Deer was wrong, who voted for me, that those voters would be disqualified as well, that who they chose to represent them in the school system um, was not was not worthy to be there. And so um, they took me out of an elected position. And so that is how democracy <laughs> is not functioning very well. So there wasn't like recall. They just took you out. Yep. They just took me out. There was, um, I guess there was five people that voted four or five people that voted and those four or five people represented red deer. That's mm -hmm. who they're saying red deer. Sorry. We don't like who you chose. So we're going to get rid of her and uh, your vote doesn't count anymore. You know, there are, we have seen stuff like that in the past where a board has had to make decisions like that, that did not mm -hmm. sit well with the members and they yeah. pay for it and they pay for it dearly. So yeah. uh, here's a, here's a good one. Um, when that happened or have you received support from people who wanted your voice on that board? Yeah, I've, I have had so much support. I've just been surrounded and wrapped in support. Um, I get emails and messages um, all the time and people are coming in and coming up to me and talking to me and um, yeah, just, pat on the back, it go for coffee with my family. And, you know, somebody's coming up and saying, thank you. And so, yeah, there's been tons of support. Mm -hmm. So are you going to run again? <laughs> Sounds like are you able to you could bring yeah. with you. Um, you know what, if 
when the time comes and uh, I see that there's people that are like-minded and are running, then I'll make the decision. Right now, I'm just, um, you know, just healing a little bit and just kind of coming out from the betrayal and um, just, I just wanted to enjoy Christmas really with my family. So it's it's been, the family's been a little stressed out by it. And so um, I just wanted it to be fun and light and calm. So that's kind of what we're doing right now. That sounds like fun and calming. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I guess yeah. I'll put this out there, folks. If you, you know, if you appreciate things like, uh, or people like Monique and what she's doing to stand up for her principles and values, which may be your principles and values as well, then you have to start showing up. Yeah. If you want there to be voices on school boards that speak out against indoctrination of kids and, 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 and actually want to focus on real inclusivity, which would mean not specifically uh, singling out any particular group and, and whatever, uh, you're going to have to start showing up. You got to get together, uh, start talking about this at meetings, wherever you're at. There's lots of different groups meeting these days where you can share these ideas and you can make plans to start taking some of the stuff back. And we can do it. And we can do it to the benefit of everybody, not just our side or the other side, but we can get back to a place, if we work hard at it, we can get back to a place where we can have our own individual values and our principles. We can respect other people's differing values and peacefully coexist the way we're intended to. But you have to start showing up. Mm -hmm. When is the next? You said two years, so it's a couple years from now. Yeah, 2025. It's the, it's the same time as the municipal election. Yeah. Oh, same time as the uh, independence referendum. That's right. Yeah. If if, if we get enough voices out there, we need, we need voices. We need voices. Yeah. yeah. For sure. So, Monique, is there a way people can reach out to you or get in touch with you should they feel the need to? Yeah. Or they, do can, you want? Okay. they can email me. Yep. Okay. At uh, Monique Lagrange Red Deer at gmail.com. Okay. I hear Carrie clicking away, typing that in so we can put a banner up. Yeah. Monique and do you have anything? Red Deer. Do you have anything going on in the next little while that uh, you're going to be speaking anywhere or are you just kind of taking the rest of the year for family stuff? Yeah, so I don't have anything scheduled at this point. Um, sometimes uh, it comes up, you know, short notice. But in January, um, I'm going to be doing a few more things. And so just talking about uh, the election and if you're interested in municipal government, how do you get involved? And so we're going to start doing a few more sessions on that uh, and starting to get people in position. And, you know, just teaching them about what it means to be uh, a trustee or if you're in, um, you know, uh, city councillor, whatever you're interested in, get you positioned for that, get you um, feeling comfortable so that you're running, campaigning and yeah. uh, lining you with the right people there. Yeah. Well, we're and, an hour and, and 12 minutes yeah. into it, so I guess it's uh, just about that time. And I was just going to echo, echo Monique's, uh, which she yeah. said earlier about, you know, you have to bring friends with you, right? Yeah. Uh, even if, if you're just running, doesn't matter. Uh, uh, school trustee, parent council, municip uh, municipality, whatever you need to do, 
make sure you bring friends. You can't go in there alone and think that you can just take on the, the, the mob. That just is not going to happen. So make sure that you go in there with, with lots of voices. Yeah. Yeah. And a trustee, you know, I, I can't do, I can't do make the changes necessary, but all the parents, the numbers, it's all about yes. the numbers. One trustee yeah. can't really do anything except maybe blow a topic open. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But besides, you know, other than that, like, what am I going to do now? Right. And yeah. so I'm really, you know, I'm really leaning on the parents and the numbers, the people that see what the issue is to really start pushing that and to, you know, get, get the change that they want. So they're the change agents. Yeah, absolutely. Well, way to go blowing the lid off the conversation. Yeah. You could have just sat back and did nothing. And had the steamroller go right over top of you. Yeah. yeah. So I could have just apologized for something that I, you know, didn't yeah. feel sorry about. Well, I admire your principal stand. Absolutely. So Thank I'm gonna you. do something unless Carrie has anything else. I never have anything. Okay. I'm gonna do something I never do, and I'm gonna let you have the last word, Monique. And I know that you don't mind because you've been in a You've acted in the capacity of an elected representative, so I'm sure you're used to being put on the spot. But I'd actually like you to close off this Chris and Carrie show with a message to not only the people who are uh, supportive and on our side, but also uh, something to the people that are are not aligned with our values and see this as a threat to their way of life. And, and Monique, be it's, before it's you awesome. start, I have to make sure that Chris literally does not have the last word he's You're not gonna even going to say goodbye to everybody to mute me yeah so oh that's a great idea that's exactly what i'll hi chris <laughs> chris is muted the floor is yours Monique. okay the last word yeah um yeah. you know this is about children and when we talk about children it's not we don't separate them into you know diversify them into this group or that group children are children and there are parents in the LGBTQ. And so this is about keeping your children uh, safe so that you, you have the, the primary, uh, you're the primary educator, you're the primary uh, caregiver, you make the decisions because if our, if we lose, the LGBTQ loses too, because you will not have the right to raise your children how you would like. And I want the right to raise my children how I like. If I want them indoctrinated in uh, Christianity, I, you know, send them to that school. Um, but yeah, that's, you know, I just want to encourage people. I don't care what your lifestyle is. You need to get involved and you need to stand up for children. They're vulnerable. And that is, as a parent, that is what we're here for. So I just really encourage all of all parents, all grandparents, get involved, know what your kids are doing, know what they're up to, know what they're thinking. Um, and that's where it starts. Bring family back, sit around the table and have supper. You know, that's kind of where it starts. So I just really encourage families and parents just get, get active. Can I say it? Oh, that's awesome. 
Well, thank you so much for coming on, Monique, and uh, yes, and thank, thank you. you for standing up for your your beliefs and and exactly what we tell people this all the time, and you are living proof that that's what needs to be done. So, thank you. Thank you so much for having me on your show. It was yeah, a pleasure. Absolutely, thank pleasure. you. Okay. And it was nice meeting you. Finally. Yeah, it was. Awesome. Okay. Night, folks. Good night, everybody.